You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. We kick off a new week with what they call a pod to the cast or what we call a podcast. His name is Al Dukes, and I was thinking of you yesterday. As we had a lot of driving to do this morning, Al. First, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. So we were back and forth to Bridgewater this weekend for a baseball tournament. Uh, same baseball team that I'm trying to raise money for this with this calendar thing. And so we were in Bridgewater over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And so on Sunday, I'm like, oh, I guess i got to fill up. Now, my wife has a Ford Expedition. Beautiful vehicle. But it's got no oh, a 30-gallon tank. Yeah, big tank, Jerry. So whatever. My point is... I was as I'm filling up. I'm looking at the price of gas. I think I was paying three forty nine or three fifty something. I forget what it was because I get confused with the cash and credit or whatever. And I'm thinking, you know, it's really interesting how we move here. Our company, we get settled in construction. Everything changes. We're here. We finally find a nice way to get here. <laughs> construction. <laughs> then we figured, and that's the Pulaski Skyway. That finally opens. All is good. Let's close the Holland Tunnel for the next nine years, as I think they're retiling. I really think that's what they're doing, which might take them a decade. And then I'm thinking, yesterday, Al moves to Bradley Beach just in time for gas prices to hit a ridiculous yeah. high as you're now driving 90 miles away. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It is unbelievable. I know. Like, I, what else is going to happen? I need to get an electric vehicle. Well, I think you should have a Prius, personally. A Prius? Yeah, because especially with the way you drive, you'll get, especially if you get a new one now, you'll get 60 to 70 miles per gallon. This is a great car. Really yeah. is a great car. How many fishing rods can I fit in it, though, Jerry? That well, I can't tell question. you. That I don't know about. Hmm. Yeah. But it is funny. The timing on this stuff yeah. has been unbelievable. Are you aware that, uh, just in speaking of this things, uh, so when Mark Chernoff was here, he had a uh, nice, he had a corner office in Manhattan. Yeah. We're in Manhattan. It's he has a corner office that looks across the East River, I believe Correct. that is. Well, it did. So I only just saw this now when me, when Boomer took me down to Spike's office. We were going to put a giant. We were going to put a giant sign in his office. Mm -hmm. I go down there. All of his corner office windows are now wood. Yeah, they're building a building next to it. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> the view is gone. <laughs> what happens like in town? Like let's say you 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 buy a home. Yeah. And you're across from the ocean, and then they put a thing up by, like, they put up a marina. I mean, the river. No, or, like, let's say uh, across from ocean in, uh, uh, let's say, because this came up in, in Bradley Beach. Oh, you're saying in the suburbs or down in a shore, shore area. Yeah, because this came up, and when I first moved to Bradley Beach, someone was coming around one time with a petition, and they go, yeah, we're trying to get a petition signed by people in town, and it wasn't by me, but down the block yeah. from me, they they were trying to put up a, a restaurant on in front of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it blocks the view. For the people who paid for ocean well, view. The question I would have is, does that take down the value of a home? So, yeah. And take it into New York City uh, lands, uh, landscape. So if you have a, let's say you're on the 40th floor, like Sal Licata used to live in one of the Trump buildings years ago, right across from the river. Really nice apartment with a river view. Now, I'm not saying it would be possible, but if he was, you know, say another, I don't know, 600 feet over, if someone decided to build up, is the value of that apartment now lower? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, know I how think that it works. is. But I also got, I told you, I got a, a letter in the mail saying that they were going to knock down a house in my, just like a block away yeah. and, and rebuild. And I I could fight that if I want, I guess. Yes, you, you absolutely can. I'm thinking of doing it just to be a douche. 
Perfect. And then you can post on the Facebook page. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm I'm all good with the building. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, here's a question uh, that I have for you. I, I told Gina I would ask you, and I would ask you this way, the same way she presented it to me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Jerry, what is your signature scent? What? That's what I said you would say. What does that mean? That I like? That I wear? Yes. You're supposed to have Gina's, Gina's searching for her signature scent. I don't have a signature scent. She said her brother, one of her brothers, she said, is very into men's cologne. Yeah. And when she visited him a couple weeks ago, he had all these bottles of cologne that he was having people smell and stuff because he's trying to find his signature mm. scent, which she had never really considered. Mine is whatever my wife buys me. I don't buy cologne. But do you have a signature? No. Is there like... You wear this one, no. like not saying you can't wear other scents, Jerry. No. But what is your signature scent? I don't, I don't have I don't one. Have one either. No, I have probably four or five different bottles right now, and I don't. I get out of the shower in the morning. I don't even put cologne on in the morning. It's only when I go out at night or go out with her or on the weekends. And I, it sounds crazy. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not kissing his ass. My favorite one is Craig's <laughs> Chaos by I, Carton to the point where. Before he went to prison, I had three bottles. Well, in the year or two he was gone, I used them. And I said to him about four or five months ago, I'm like, hey, get any more of that? Because I knew he had all those Band-Aids and everything still He's got a pallet full of cologne. So I didn't know he had a pallet, but he brought me another bottle. I love that one. But, you know, I mean, you're going to laugh at me. The the stupid Bodman one in the Windex bottle, whatever. I like that only for when I take it on trips. Um you know, Dracar is like old. I don't use that anymore. I, I don't know. Depends on what my wife buys me. I haven't had a signature scent since uh, the early 90s when it was uh, Calvin Klein's Eternity. For men, not for the men. one for women. For men, correct. Because the one for women's very popular. Yeah, still. I think I had the one for men, too, in high school. That sounds about right Yeah, it was me. Obsession. It was... Uh, Never did Obsession, but yeah. I did have that one, Eternity. Now, nowadays, which is funny, because Gina will say, well, sometimes when she comes over, she'll go, oh, you'll, you smell good. And she's smelling like Did my... you rip your clothes off at that point? No. Oh, okay. She's smelling like my neck area. Yeah. Aftershave? No. Barbasol shaving cream. Oh, interesting. That's my signature scent. It's a very manly scent. Oh, it's very manly, Jerry. Barbasol. So if you were to ask me what my signature scent is, Barbasol. There you go. Another wrong. See, it's amazing to me. You, I, I don't, I've, I've never used shaving cream. You just shave your face? With soap. So smooth. Really? Yeah, I think shaving cream, there's nothing wrong with using it. I mean, it acts the same, but I think it's a completely unnecessary step. You just need a lubricant. <laughs> right? For a lot of things, I would think, yeah. yes. And any probably probably lube for your wiener would even work as a shaving cream. I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> you put wiener lube on your face. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I've heard from people when I've I discuss shaving sometimes yeah. on uh, Twitter and things I'll, I'll, I'll come up, and so many people say that there's a there's a women's shaving cream that men love. I forget what it's called. Silk. Yes. No, oh, really. It is That's silk. funny. <laughs> it's silk. It's the only one I could think of. They say it's awesome. Okay. And a lot of men use that, and other people say to use uh, conditioner instead of uh, just use soap. Just. <laughs> It's really not that hard. Yeah, why am I complicating? I don't know. And then I've some people have told me, oh, if you use soap, you're drying out your skin. I got to right. tell you, it, that's never happened to me. Right. Because you're washing it right off anyway. Yes. It goes on, off. Not right, to so mention, you're washing your face nonstop with soap, so your skin's used to it. And I'm telling you, really smooth. All right. So your signature scent is uh, Chaos. Dial. <laughs> Chaos by Carton. Yeah, I, my, that's probably my favorite one. And my signature scent is Barbasol shaving cream. There you go. All right. I tweeted this out also over the weekend. Jerry, I was very busy. Um, and and I meant it as a joke, but the amount of people on Twitter that are just... Was this the one about coughing in a restaurant? Yeah. We went to a restaurant, and I'm telling you, every time I hear someone cough in a restaurant, I think it's funny because the immediate reaction is, why is this person coughing? Right. What disease are they spreading to me? All that stuff. Are there germs in the air? Yeah. So I had tweeted, if uh, somebody coughs in a restaurant, they should be shown the door. <laughs> so people are like, people took, I either get yelled at for being a Trump supporter or a Democrat who doesn't want to <laughs> face COVID. I, like, I don't know what it is. So I was, there were people like, just, just stay home. If you don't, if you're afraid of 
with COVID, stay home. I was in a, you know, I was in a restaurant the last night restaurants were open. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, in a packed restaurant. Yep. And then I was in a restaurant the first night I was able to go to a restaurant. Yeah. I am not afraid of COVID. It's just when you hear someone cough, because I get sometimes uh, in a restaurant, the water hits the back of my throat the wrong way, and I got to cough. I'm like, oh, man, everyone's going to think. I know. I've got some, especially when you hear people coughing where it's like you can hear the phlegm. Ugh, like, that's I have nasty. Oh, it's all loose God. in your yeah, chest. Yeah, it's all loose. Ugh. Like, I hear, like, Geo's not feeling well. And during the breaks, I hear him coughing. It's all loose phlegm. Ugh. Take that outside of this restaurant. When is he coming back, by the way? He said on the air that the latest he'll be back is Friday. So he plans on returning this week. All right. So he says. So he says. Yeah. Uh, then another thing I was noticing on social media this weekend, Jerry, and I may, I, I'm going to have to sign off at some point, is, you know, though, it happened with Alec Baldwin. Yes. So he shot and killed somebody on a movie set with a gun that was supposed to be not a loaded real gun. Right. So clearly, Alec Baldwin didn't load a gun to shoot somebody. It was a tragic mistake. Alec Baldwin is also an anti-gun person. So, and I guess he had also tweeted in the past about... uh, one in particular, one of his tweets from 2017 resurfaced, which was he posted a video of a, it was an incident involving a police officer shooting somebody, mm-hmm. and they died. And he tweeted, what does it feel like to kill somebody? Ooh. So, of course, everyone ran that back at him. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Or how you feel about guns now, Alex, now that you've shot and killed somebody. It's it is bizarre. Twitter is a bizarre land. It is uh, a it's b- a cesspool. You he, and then I had even people saying to me, "Well, why was he pointing the gun at the? He, they may have been off camera. He was just point doing what the movie scene called for. Why was the gun loaded? Is the that it's is not the Alec question. Baldwin's fault? I also never thought, and I dopes. I never realized they used real weapons. Me neither. In these films, now I guess you want to make it look as real as you can. I understand that. But I thought they made those prop guns. Me too. That's why when I first saw it, I was a little surprised. And then I read it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then you saw the video of him with her husband. I mean, good. And the yeah. kids, God, it's just awful. Very awful. But no need to go after uh, Alec Baldwin on Twitter now. You even think the guy feels horrendous for killing someone, even if it wasn't his fault? I know, I know. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I would think you're having nightmares every night. Absolutely. How could you not be? Right. You know, and the, and probably that feeling, that initial feeling of what the hell yes. did I just do? Right. Yeah, terrible, man. Really terrible. Very terrible, Jerry. Now let's move on to something not terrible. Hooters waitresses. <laughs> what a transition. A bit of a transition, yep. <laughs> a South Carolina Hooters waitress, Jerry, took to TikTok to discuss how much money she makes as a Hooters waitress. Right. I thought this would be interesting to you, Jerry. Uh, Kirsten Songer is her name. She works at the Hooters in South Carolina. She says she gets paid $2.13 as her hourly wage, as however that's legal, I'm not sure. But Waiters and waitresses whatever. work off tips. I don't know how we've ever come to that, but that is what it is. That is where we are. In the video she uh, showed, she bartended for seven hours on Sunday. Seven hours on Sunday. She made $408 right. in tips. In tips. That's why they make $3 an hour. On Monday, she worked a double shift. She made $300 for the first shift and only $50 on her night shift. Okay. Probably slow Sunday night. There's probably nobody there. But she still made $350 for the day. Right. Multiply that times six. On Tuesday, she made $190 for a six-hour shift. Guess we can't multiply it by six. Okay. Right. And on Wednesday, she only made $50 in tips. Then on Saturday, Jerry, check this out. She made... $260 with $60 coming from one dude who tipped her for, quote, talking to him today. There you go. You know why? She was kind. Yeah. So in total, uh, this gal made $1,258 in tips. Yeah. Again, that's why they make $3 an hour. Bartending is, it's it's interesting because I think for a married person, I think it's a very difficult 
way of life because you're going to make most of your money on Friday night and Saturday night. And you don't want to work every Friday and Saturday night, especially if you got your wife or girlfriend right. or boyfriend or husband home. But I have a few friends of mine that are bartenders. And even at my age, at our age, they, this is what they do. And they've decided it's better than any job they could get. And my one friend on one Saturday night, college football, it's the most he's ever made. So this isn't the norm. I don't want to say this. But when the bar reopened after COVID, um, after the things relaxed and they were allowed to have people back in, his first Saturday night back, now it wasn't six hours or five hours. He worked, I believe, five until 1 a.m. It's a long day, maybe even 2 a.m. He went home with about $1,000 in tips. Like, that's $1,000 cash right, for one night's work. That's pretty damn good. But it's a, it really is a hard way of life just because you're, you're up you're up late. You're out late. You probably stay and have a drink afterwards. Correct. You're at home till 3 a.m. Your wife's probably wondering what the hell you're doing. It can't be easy, but it can be lucrative. It's I mean, a single person's job. It is. I think it is. I think it is. But if you're in a relationship where it works, as they say, hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. Yeah. I would never had a, a job that involved tips. I did. I delivered pizza for six months. And how'd awesome. that go? It was great. I mean, it beat up my car. But what was right. really cool was Mondays were amazing because Mondays they did the two-for-one pie special because who's buying pizza on Mondays otherwise? So incredibly busy. And then the weekends, Thursday through Saturday and even Sunday afternoon were really good. And you would sometimes, just delivering pizza, and I was 17, there would be days, $150 in tips. And for me, I felt rich. It was unbelievable. It was cash. And then you'd get your pay- your measly paycheck for 60 bucks for the week. But you made all your money, and t- it really was it was a good deal. And did your car smell like delicious pizza? Uh, it did, and I would run through air fresheners every two and three days. Yeah. I mean, it's, the food's in it constantly. Yeah. So as much as you can open the window, it is what it is. That's what happens for Uber drivers, yeah. uh, delivery, uh, DoorDash people. Yeah, absolutely. So you make money. for, And now, whether it's right or wrong, a lot of these places, as you know, and I don't love it because the service hasn't been performed yet, but, like, there's one pizza place, and they have not. I've probably ordered from them 50 times. They've never once been late. So I've, I'm not complaining, other than the fact I still don't love the idea that I'm tipping before the yeah, service is done. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But now they, you put your tip on the in your account, and it's like they take, you know, 10 15%, whereas people used to just give a buck or $2. Right. Now a tip is like $8. Yes. <laughs> like, wow, okay. So you're making money. Right. You're making money. I also thought this. So we got my son turned 17. So we put in, we installed a uh, car, a new car stereo into his car just to be have it updated because the car's a 2013 or something. And so really cool, good interface, really nice. Paid a lot of money to get it, not a lot, paid enough money to get it done. And then I'm bringing it to him. Am I supposed to tip the guy? No. And I did. You know why? Because the guy before me, he gave the guy 50 bucks. I gave him 20. Took an hour. I made 20 bucks. And I'm like, if this guy gets $20 every hour he installs a car, and I know he's getting paid. He's not working Correct. on just tips. Right. Like, he's this not, guy's making two hundred bucks a day. Yeah, he's not making two dollars an hour. Holy mo- no! Like, so I gave him a tip. I don't know what else to do. Well, now the, the tipping's out of hand now with COVID. Tipping is crazy. We've lost who our you minds. tip, who you don't tip, who you're supposed to tip. Terrible. It is terrible, Jerry. So I thought I had something else for you. Now I can't remember. I'm sorry. No, huh? I have a del- actually. I have something for you, but it's a, it's a more lengthy. Also, I'll save it for tomorrow. Okay. It involves um, me having a bad interaction with a local uh, restaurant months ago, maybe okay. even a year ago. Yeah. And then I think I met the guy, and he was super nice, and I love his his uh, work ethic and business. And I don't know if he knows I'm that guy. Oh he might. boy! And how do I fix that? Okay, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll discuss tomorrow. It's a little more involved. Sounds good to me. Until then, Jerry, we'll all work on our signature scents, and we won't call off in restaurants. And by the way, the Hooters girl who who did that TikTok, her name, her her social media name is at the Flat Hooters girl. Okay. Did you see the story of the Hooters out at the outfits that they gave yes. them? That's a bit much, no. Yes. They were like underpants, and uh, I mean, is but, this a strip club or are we getting wings? I well, mean, they went they the they they went against it and they they pulled the. Uh, is that your? Yeah, I didn't see it's that. Back to normal. All right, very good. By the way, I just yep. got word my son passed his driving test. Nice, hey boy. Nice. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Now, for the first time, I think I'm really going to worry about him. Hey, good for you.
you. Yes. We'll see you tomorrow on the warm-up show starting at 5 a.m. Live. You're looking live. So. Before history is written. Bobby Orr. Behind the left of Sanderson. Orr. It's played. Before it's frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't All right, suck. There we go, Football Monday, 501, soon to be 502, the Eddie Scazzeri. What's up? It is a Monday, Monday, Monday. His name is Al Daniel Dukes. We say hello to the man himself. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Good morning. Uh, I was hoping that Giant game would end 5-3. <laughs> Wouldn't so, that have been awesome? I so, mean. So I'm at, we had a tournament yesterday. So I'm in, I was in Bridgewater, and I get in the car in between what I thought was going to be in between games, but I get in the car at one point just to check the score, and I hear 5-3. I'm like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. Like, good Lord. That would Ugh. have been the Scorzini or whatever you call it. What's that thing you call Scorigami. it? Scorigami. Scorigami. 5-3 uh, football game. You had two. Wasn't the Cardinal game 5-3 at one point, too? Uh, I believe so. I don't think that's ever happened before. Two games are 5-3 on the same day? No way. Could not happen. So at halftime yesterday in the local New York market, we had a 5-3 football game, <laughs> and the Jets were down 31-7. <laughs> so that's where we were at. So entertaining. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what an awful day. It really just – and listen, the Giants won. They did. Right? They won. They won a game they should have won, and I don't want to hear about the spread or anything. The exactly. Panthers stink. No Christian McCaffrey. They're not any good. This is, reminds me, Jerry, of a bit Chris Rock did in one of his very famous uh, stand-up specials. Okay. Where people want credit for what they're supposed to do. Oh, sure. You know what I'm saying? You won the game. Good for you. We beat the Panthers. You're that supposed to beat the Panthers. <laughs> you beat Sam Darnold. You're supposed to beat Sam Darnold, right, He was so Jerry? bad he got benched in Sam the fourth Darnold. quarter. Yeah, yeah, for a guy who played in the Fakakta Football League. <laughs> yes, and he went three for 14 after. Jerry, Sam Darnold is who he thought he was, and he went up off the hook. Yeah, they went from 3-0 and to 3-4. and four. That bloom is yeah. off the rose very quickly. Goodbye. See ya. I did see the Panthers are now linked to Deshaun Watson as well. It was uh, uh, Dolphins and Panthers. Why would he want to go to a Panthers? He, I think he just wants to play. Oh, maybe he plays with Christian McCaffrey. I think he would go anywhere. Right now. No, play. he says he doesn't want to go anywhere. Well, I guess. We'll to see. Go to Miami. I think he wants to. Well, everyone wants to go to Who? Why wouldn't you want to go to Miami? I don't know. I would love to live in Miami. I want to go to Miami. That seems outstanding. It does seem outstanding, So Jerry. Yeah, so they won. Now, you want to show us something? Yeah. Go win it. Now, the Chiefs are beatable. The Chiefs are they not are. a great team. Go beat the Chiefs next Monday right. night. That will at least show me something. That game is Monday night football, as you just mentioned, in Kansas City. And, Mah- the- and Mahomes was banged up yesterday, but did pass concussion protocol. He's going to be out there next Monday. Go beat them. This could be a, a get-right game for the Chiefs, though, Jerry. It might be. I don't normally listen to sports talk radio um, around the country, but I might tune into Kansas City sports talk radio today. I want to see what's going on. Like, what are they yelling and complaining about? My Well, I would say, and I could be wrong about this, the fact that they've won already once and we're in the Super Bowl again – my guess is no one's getting crazy out there. I don't. I I'd be surprised, but if they are, I would think they're probably yelling at the front office for not spending money properly. Their defense stinks, right? Their defense stinks, and even offensively, I didn't see much of that game yesterday. I was blown away when I saw the score, uh, but it doesn't seem like they did much, you know, offensively either. They did clearly. not. Um, so I would think that they're probably yelling at the way the money was allocated. I see. All right. And you got to pay enough. Mahomes. I get that. But, man, they are, like, nude on defense. What do you think of this uh, Daniel Jones? Uh, I mean, the Giants tried a lot of – there was a lot of trick plays in the NFL yesterday. Yeah. Like, razzle-dazzle. First of all, the Giants did it to beat the Panthers, which is weird. Like, when I saw it in the – They needed a win. But when I saw it in the Lions-Rams game, like, right away, they're doing flip-flip gimmicks. You understood and, what Detroit was doing. Right, Absolutely. They got to get something. But – 
But when Bill Belichick's, Belichick's pulling it all day long on the Jets. He's just mocking the Jets just, at this point. Right. He's just mocking the Jets. You're right, though. The Giants needed the win and whatever flip-flip gimmicks they could do. Yeah. They did. Daniel Jones almost got. I thought he separated his shoulder when the, when he made that. When Daniel Jones made the catch and that dude drilled him. Yeah. And I heard Sal overnight didn't yeah. lie. To me, if you're healthy enough to play, you play. And it, whatever happens, happens. You deal with the ramifications. That having been said, the one thing I do agree with what Sal said, if I was going to do that, I would be trying to do that to score as opposed to where exactly on the field it happened. And I guess you could make the case it could have went for a touchdown if they bought in totally. But nice catch, nice play, move on. Terrible throw. They they put Daniel Jones out there to well hang out the drive. He said that they practiced it all week. The dude who's wearing it. Dante Odell, Pettis. Odell Beckham's number. By the way, just real quick, and not to talk about it much, but I'm with you usually in that you got to you, field goals are going to win you games. I Correct. do, ag- I do agree with that. But you mentioned the Lions and Rams game, and your boy Dan Campbell, I thought really effed up because you are down by two. I think it was two points or one point. I forget. They're toe to toe with the Rams all game, and yeah, they used some trickery, if you will, in the beginning. But whatever, they had a big play, the onside kick. Okay, fine. You're da- I think they were down by a point with like five minutes to go. And this jackass goes for a fourth and three on the 15-yard. Kick the field goal in that spot. Get the lead. And then worry about scoring the touchdown the next time you get the ball. He goes for it. They don't even come close to getting it. The Rams go down and score, and now you're down by six. Like I, I just I, – or whatever it was, six, seven, however. I just, I just what are you doing? I know you got to score touchdowns. I get it. But you're late in the fourth quarter. Get the lead. I thought that was a really big misstep. I was so annoyed when the Giants did that. Went right down again, uh, beginning of the game. And and it was like first and goal or whatever. And they ended up kicking a field goal. Mm-hmm. Stop. I know. It's so boring. They it are boring. so boring. I know. I know. I know. I know. And yet they were doing trickery. Uh, trickery. Flip, flip, gimmick. Trickery plays. So you must have been less beside yourself at 3 o'clock. <laughs> at 3 o'clock, yeah. Well, I, I would say two, but yeah, I had the, the one o'clock games on. There was uh, not, I don't know. There was, Eddie there was even nothing said to when them. I came in. Eddie said this was probably the most boring Sunday yeah. as far as a group of games. But let me ask you this: This is where, like, I heard there's nothing I heard Sal say on the uh, driving in. Don't ever bet the NBA. You're crazy for doing. Don't ever bet football then, because how does Tennessee winning by as much as they did make sense? How does Baltimore getting destroyed at home? I'm not saying they can't lose the game. Of course they can. They got manhandled by the Bengals yesterday. Right, and the Lions hanging in there for as long as they did against the Rams. Like so, even the Cardinal game, yeah, was like it just does, a lot of it doesn't make sense. And I understand the weather was bad, but the Colts beating up the Niners last night—I don't know. There's just while some make sense, there's some every week. There's a handful of games that just boggle your mind. Was the insider right about his game? Al? He was. The insider said, take the, "Take the Cardinals and all those, and uh, give all those points." And well, it, so it, I don't it, even. It I, that's funny. I didn't realize what the final score. I just I watched a lot of. Yeah, that. It, was, it was a blowout at the end. It By was because it, it was, wasn't yeah. for a while. Correct. Man, this but insider's they, pretty good. But they covered their uh, in be in the morning Sunday morning when I went to bet that game, which I did not end up betting. It was like a twenty and a half point spread. I was like, mm. twenty and a half. Yeah, they covered it though. I think they won by twenty five. Wow. I yeah, realize it was that much. That was all, but and then the the, the Lions Rams game was a lot. Yeah, and the the Lions played well. They did better than expected. I exactly, would say. Jerry. I thought I was impressed by the Lions a little bit, a little bit. And then uh, in the Jet game, Jerry, yes, oh, yeah. uh, who's their quarterback? The Jet Zach Wilson Zach and then Mike Wilson? White. Mike White. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> he's a, he's an NFL quarterback now. I know. Mike White, if you're driving to uh, Florham Park right now, who are you? <laughs> Call us. He threw the ball 30 times yesterday. Yeah. Well, listen to the touchdown right away about coming in. Now, are you like me that when a game gets out of hand like that, you want to see them put up 50 points? Yes. <laughs> like, entertain us now a little bit. Right. Absolutely. 54 points. 54 points for the uh, Patriots. Yeah, I want to see uh, blowouts because... Well, you got that for I wa- sure, man. I want to see blowouts for teams that deserve to get blowed out, and they deserved it. I tell you, this Rob Sala too. I don't yeah. need. To, I won't play much. I'll save oh, a right. lot for for save Boomer it, Jerry. and Geo. But I will tell you, just because I, this is funny to me. So they just gave up fifty-four points. 
They are one in whatever they are. They're terrible. They're and by the way, Tom Brady team. don't play there anymore when they gave up 54 Oh, by points. the way, hmm, Mac Jones throws for over 300 yards. And our guy, Brian Costello, who covers the Jets for the post and for us, did ask this question. And I, I love the question. But, I mean, Salah, he's not going to be around long if this is really what he thinks. Does this team need a kick in the ass? Do you need to kind of be a screamer right now? No, they, these are grown men. Uh-oh. They don't need... They just gave up 54 points. They've won one game. They look like crap. The team does not need a kick in the ass because they're grown men. I heard like, people were very upset with or, or or thought Rob Sala was so upset he cursed twice, which evidently is a big deal, Jerry. I know we got great character, guys. I know they were playing their butts off. It just every once in a while you get your Excuse my language. Okay. Excuse my language. He Jerry. really wasn't upset. Oh. Well, he was cursing. People are like, oh, my gosh, he never curses. Yeah, I mean, he cursed twice. Yeah, he said two bad words. But for a guy that just saw his team get wiped off the field, giving up 54 points, he was incredibly calm. I reported him to the NFL for cursing You did? Yep. Um, Well, maybe the FCC. No, no, I reported him to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell? Yep. And here here was the other one. NFL doesn't really give a flying (laughs) Excuse my language. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. Like, that was it. Those were the two. I recorded those yeah. two things. Email detachment. Roger Goodell said, we don't stand for this. We don't give a flying bleep. <laughs> and he didn't use the phrase right. Right. He switched them. He did. He flipped it down, switched it, and He basically said a flying it. poop. Right. Which is, that's not flying. Never heard that one before. It's the uh, other word you use for right. flying. That exactly. For uh, alliteration. Yes. Or whatever. But he wasn't. Watching it, and again, I'm not saying, clearly he says he's not getting into them at all. It didn't seem like he was, you know, like we've seen the Jim Morris of the world with the diddly poo. Like, he's mad. We've seen Dennis Green lose his mind. We saw Mike Singletary lose his mind. Yeah. We've seen Tom Coughlin not stand for this crap. Eh, we got to get better. Eh, we'll figure it out. And, nah. he, and he's got, I love this one. He's got a new phrase, if oh, you will. Okay. It's about individual fortitude and individual uh, reflection. That's that's how you get better. Fortitude and reflection. Fortitude and maybe, reflection. Maybe they want my uh, beads. Maybe they do, because you're clearly not using them. <laughs> my Hare Krishna beads. Yes, they can pass them around. You do a Hare Krishna, fortitude, and solitude. Wouldn't it be funny if you saw them on the sideline holding the beads, <laughs> all Hare in Krishna, harmony? <laughs> Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Oh, my God. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <laughs> so, Zach Wilson, Jerry, he he says he his knee got twisted and felt a pop. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. It's a PCL injury. That's all they would say. I don't even know what that means. Uh, me neither. I don't. I, it's a cruciate ligament with a P. I don't know what that means. But they posterior. Said, posterior. But they said that one. If you want, if you have a knee injury, you want the PCL injury, whatever that means. Posterior crucial ligament. Mm. <laughs> that that's the one you want. Yeah. Well, that's what he's got. So we'll see. It was bad enough that he didn't come back into the game. They said they'll do an MRI today, and we'll get the results. I'm sure at some point. Do you think Mike White? can go anywhere and not be noticed. I think he could go wherever he wants. Yes, of course. He could wear his jersey. I think he could walk into Wegmans today yeah. wearing the white jersey and be <laughs> fine. I do. People would be like, oh, you're a Jet fan? Who's white? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Danny White never played for the yeah. Jets. What is this? <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's going to be interesting if he's got to play for them next week. They play the Bengals. So the last time I checked, they're pretty oh, good. Bengals are going to smack them. Uh, Although, what do you think the line is on that? I don't. I imagine I that don't game's know. at MetLife Stadium. I'm not sure. I have to check. It is at MetLife. The, it is. What do you think the line on that game is? Because it's got to be out. Already. I'm going to check as we're talking. With a potential Mike White quarterbacking, not that it really matters. Again, like... I wonder if it's off the board because of the injury and that they don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. It's off the hizzy, Jerry. It's off the what? Off the hizzy. Off the hizzy. All right, the that opening... going to be high. Yeah, whatever. The opening odds, so you've got, uh, let's see here, come on. I'm going to say nine and a half. You're pretty close. It opened at eight and a half. Okay. So, and then the Giants on Monday Night Football are going to open at, what do you think? What do you think the Giants are plus what? Giants are going to be plus seven. Plus ten. Wow. It opened at, so it's interesting, it opened at minus 13. It's now minus ten for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to spank them, Jerry. Because the Chiefs can't look like this all season. It's going to be a get-right game for the Chiefs. Either that or it's get-back-in-it game for the Giants. Although I'm watching Patrick Mahomes 
get up gingerly off. Yeah, the but turf. he was yes, but he was if you watch because they red zone was on that a lot, obviously and yeah. rightly so. And then they went back to it and showed he was totally lucid. He was talking to Andy Reid like he looked fine. He just got got the poop knocked out of him in that play. It was the, the knee to the head and his his neck uh, neck whipped back. Did you see him uh, throw that one ball out of bounds? I didn't. Lefty. No, I didn't. So he was scrambling, scrambling, and and uh, he ended up having to turn his body, and he threw the ball out of bounds lefty, but not like just shoveled it out, like a legitimate <laughs> pass down. Like he field. fired it. Yeah, he threw it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Not bad for an incomplete pass. <laughs> pretty good. All right, so let's take a break. Quarter <laughs> after five. We've got a lot to do. It is a football Monday for sure, although the Knicks and Nets did lose. You had protests outside Barkley Center, blah, 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 blah. A lot going on. For sure. It is a Monday right here on The Fan. Don't go away. we got Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, 523. A little coffee and better. Black coffee and better. Whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, when I was a kid and we were in like the seventh or eighth grade when this first came out, this song, Black Coffee and Bed. On the singles disc, yes. Wasn't that the name of the CD? No. uh, It wasn't? That was their greatest hits. It was singles, 45s and under. Oh, okay. But this was on its own record. uh, uh, I forget the name of it. But whatever. But Black Coffee in Bed, when we were in like seventh or eighth grade, we were we were told this song was about interracial dating. Oh, okay. I never heard that before. I don't think it was, but that's what as uh children in the seventh grade. Oh, okay. And we were we were we were like this is that was our introduction. We were like, cool. I actually I okay, I thought you were gonna say what I was going to say was what when I first like? started listening to Squeeze. Uh I was in high school mm-hmm. myself. I wasn't in seventh grade, I was in high school. And I tried black coffee in bed. You just li- literally. What a loser. <laughs> literally, you had black coffee I, yes. and you put it on your notebook. and It was like the stand. first time I drank coffee. Yeah. And then I was flying around for about 20 minutes. Al, yeah. did I hear recently that the Stones are not going to be performing brown sugar? That is correct. Yeah. They have retired that They've song. They've retired yes. brown sugar. So now they only right. have 400 songs to choose from one <laughs> yes, day. they do. Oh, have wow. I heard him. I heard him with Stern, uh, Mick Jagger, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it was this was interesting because as people that enjoy concerts as we do, he was discussing how he decides what songs they're going to do and if they know the words to all of them because they have four. I think the number was four hundred and fifty-two or something like that that they pull from. That and he had a great attitude as well about playing the hits. Like totally understands. There's you can't run away from the hits. You just mix in a new one here and there, and you can't you know knock the audience. Over the head with new stuff. I thought he was really good, but he basically said he, out of the 400 and something songs that they've done, he's got about 50 of them. He does not need a lyric sheet. He's good. After that, there's another 50 that he says he's probably 90% on, but needs it there just in case. And he goes, the other 300, no clue. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it takes a while for the music to start going before he even recognizes which song it is, and then he needs the sheet in front of him. Right, they do. They have the uh, – because Bruce Springsteen uses this too. It's like a uh, teleprompter on the yeah. lower part of this of Which this I never stage. realized, but oh, it makes yeah. sense with all the music that they churn out. Yeah, plus they're old now, Jerry. They are they've old. No, they've got no uh, brains left. They are in there. Well, listen, at least they're not getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning every day. Good point. Right. Uh, two interesting things from the Jet game yesterday. Uh, one, really? Uh, well – once again, the Jets did not score in the first quarter. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't the it? Tires, Jerry. I know. It's October twenty fifth. I heard if they went into yesterday without scoring in the first quarter, they're the first team since the winless Lions to do such in their first six games. Is now, that right? The Jets obviously won a game, but yes, I mean that's what we're talking about here. Not a point in the first quarter. That and the Patriots beat the Jets for the twelfth correct straight time. Well, yeah. I mean, the Jets have been what they are. Not good. They were we thought. Yeah, pretty much. They've been bad for a while we now. We did beat them with Mark Sanchez, though. So, <laughs> Who's doing TV now? Yeah. 
Right, he's not uh, playing anymore. Think about the good old days. Jonathan Vilma's on TV. Mark Sanchez on TV. Man. How about that, Jerry? And is it right that I guess the guy who did the Jet game did the Beningo O oh, the Pain thing at the yeah, end? Yeah, who was that? Uh, Adam Amin. Was that his name? Well, one of the guys that was doing the game was a player. Well, the analyst is usually the player, yeah. Adam Amin is the no, player? No, he, he did the play-by-play. Oh, okay. And I, I think it was Mark Schlereth. Oh, Mark Schlereth. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, probably. Oh, I forget. I, I clearly... He did a, Oh, the Pain, bro? That's what I heard. I did not bro. see it. I have to try and search for it. So how about this, Jerry? Cardinals are 7-0. and Packers, Bucks, Rams, 6-1. and So all the power appears to be in the NFC. Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, and Rams. Those are the teams, Jerry. Okay. Can all of them get to the Super Bowl? I didn't hear what you just said. So you guys were yapping in there I, about yes, the Rolling I was. Stones. I heard and brown you say sugar. Bucks and Rams. I'm saying the Cardinals seven and oh, Bucks, uh, Rams, right. Packers, all six and one. We've yeah, got the, I think the NFC actually is, is very top heavy. We've got the power, Jerry. The NFC. I do think that that's possible that they all can make it to the Super Bowl. I think the Cowboys are good enough to get there. Ooh, I don't I know about they, the Cowboys. Well, they didn't play. I no. don't know that they will. Um, but I think the NFC playoffs are going to be a dogfight. Absolutely, Jerry. you got a lot of good teams, and you know, the, like the Packers won a whole home game yesterday. But whatever they did, what they had to do, they won the game in Washington. Uh, but those other teams are really good. Like the Rams have a lot of firepower. The Cowboys can score a lot of points. The Bucks. I mean, even yesterday, it sounds ridiculous. They didn't play great, right? And they still blew them out. Unbelievable. I also thought that was interesting that the that the Buccaneers. We're still playing. The Buccaneers were playing like they were down by a lot of points when they were up like 35-7 or whatever it was. Like they were still throwing the ball, trying to score touchdowns. Yeah. I think the I I think when you have a game like that, and I, again, I don't I really don't feel like they played great. And I know that sounds stupid when they won 38 to 3. I get it. I think you're still trying to work on things. And I you probably never forgive yourself if one of your big players goes out with injury, but you also can't be scared of it. And you just got to play the game. Right. Then did you see any of this uh, Washington game where Taylor Heineke, first of all, he, they were playing in Green Bay. Yes, he threw one of the worst interceptions I've seen in a long time. Where he grew up a Brett Favre fan, Jerry. He wears the number four. Yeah. First of all, he scores a touchdown, and then he does the Lambo leap because he was a kid, loved it, and the touchdown got called back, which <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> then the other thing, which I was so happy to see, because I I don't like the I don't like the rules for the quarterbacks that they can do whatever the hell they want, and if you touch them, it's a penalty. Right. I don't like that. So it was fun to see Taylor Heineke going in for a score and diving head first without anyone touching him, but his knee hit and they called him down. Yeah. I love that. That's a rule for the quarterbacks. Right. He goes, I, Taylor Heineke says, I don't want to get fined, but I feel like I was in the end zone. Yeah, except that you guys are all such wusses <laughs> that we got to protect you that the minute you get near the ground, you're down. You can't have it both ways, Taylor Heineke. <laughs> you're right. So I was so happy to see them not count that. I'm sick of these quarterbacks. Oh, it's too funny. They do whatever they want. Yeah, in a lot of cases they do. And some of them are really clever in that Very they'll clever. tiptoe that sideline. And there was one last week. I don't, I don't remember if it was Mahomes. I forget who it was, where he was tiptoeing the sideline and knew he wasn't going to get hit and went for an extra couple of yards. Yeah. And then, to make it even worse, stuck the ball out That's Mahomes. for an extra yard. Mahomes That's not right. And Aaron Rodgers do that. Man, they that take advantage. Right. I'm all, you know what? I'll protect the quarterback when he's behind the line of scrimmage and he's. But Once minute, you run, I couldn't agree with you more. You're a football you. player now. Yes. I completely agree with you. I think once you break the line of scrimmage and you're going to scramble and you're going to tuck the ball and run, or as Daniel Jones went for that catch, all bets are off. Yeah. You're now a football. It's kind of like, you know what it's like to me? When they get a shot at the punter or the kicker. Yes. Hey, you're now playing football. You ain't <laughs> just kicking. We're coming after you. If they're If the kicker's doing something other than sitting back there ready to punt, Right. Well, no, no, I'm saying so like on a punt return, oh, punt they return. go to block oh, them yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they can't wait to roll them. Same thing with a kicker on a kickoff or a block or something like that. When the ball is now live, they they seek those guys out. Right. Remember when I think Warren Sapp did that to uh, Kurt Warner. Wouldn't surprise me. On some sort of pick play, like a pickoff. Just crushed them. Just leveled them. Yeah, I could see that. Punk move. I could see that. Punk move, Jerry. Um, and also, Tom Brady threw his 600th uh, touchdown pass. Yes. Which is, I guess he was the first uh, guy to do it's it. A lot of touchdown passes. A lot of touchdowns. But Mike Evans gave the ball away. Yeah, they got it back. 
They got a pack, but that ball doesn't mean anything. Well, he's got so many of them. But it, it's a ball that is not even like it. Like that, there's a million you, balls used <laughs> every game. That means nothing. That ball's meaningless. That well, you could say it's the same thing of baseball. Then, how many baseballs they go through in a major league baseball game? Probably, I think I read it. It's somewhere along the lines of sixty to seventy baseballs in a game. So why does that one particular home run ball mean anything then? Because it's the one that went out, and it, that's the one that was caught for six hundred. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the same thing, honestly. Yeah. It it's felt, just I feel like baseball is more in love with that than football is. Yeah, you're right. And the guy, and credit the guy for giving it back. He didn't do anything for it. It was just handed to him. It's not right. like he caught a home run ball right, that's, and had to fight the crowd for it. I think maybe that's why I feel like the baseball is different because it ends up in the crowd always. True. And then you got to get it back. This was, hand, like you said, you're right. This got handed to a dude. Yes. And then they got it back. And security, security went over and he talked to him. He said, yeah, here you go. Right. Which was very that, nice. That's the right thing to do. We're Agreed. humans. Right, Jerry? Or are we not human? Uh, we are is, Devo. This is, yes, this is what I've heard, yes. We're human. Yeah. You give the ball back. You don't expect anything in return. You didn't do anything to get it. Now, if you catch a, a smoking line drive that's a home run, you put a little work into that. Correct. Maybe you want a bat. Now, the Jets were out of humans. I don't know if you heard about that. The Jets had no humans. Oh, that fourth quarter, we we ran out of out of humans. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Sala said that yes. they were out of humans. Yes, what he said. Oh, that fourth quarter, we we ran out of out of humans. <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness! I tell you, these two coaches, man, good lord, they're funny. I still like Rob Sala. So do I. No, I I do too. And this is this season is what it is. I no one expected this team to go fourteen and three. Even seven and ten, win a few games and let the quarterback get better without getting killed, and then hopefully next year you take that next step, and then by year three you're ready to win. That having been said, I still think he says some stupid things. That whole, I, again, and I'll play a lot of it coming up. That whole thing about not having to get into them and I don't need to motivate them, <laughs> dude. No, no, you do. I hate to say that. I know they're getting paid, but. They are human, even if you're out of humans. They're out of humans, Jerry. And sometimes you do got to get a foot in their ass. I mean, honestly. Otherwise, you just whatever. I go through the motions. I think Craig in the afternoon still has them winning 10 games. I think he's still sticking. This year? Yes. No, he doesn't. That's what he's sticking oh, stop to. It. Stop it. They've got five losses already. Well, come on. Yeah, so he's. No, I think he stop. thinks they got a run in them somewhere. Stop. If they won five, I think it'd be a miracle. They're just not, yeah. they're not good. I they, there's nothing else to say. They're just they're not great. They're not good. They don't really score. No, they're you, not. You have someone named Mike White quarterback in there. Where did he go to college, Jerry? Here's where I think here's what I think you have. You've got a very very young team taking their first steps in the Jets, and with the Giants, you've got a very mediocre team. I, the right. Giants aren't going to I don't believe they're going to go 4 and 13. I think at the end of the day, end of the day, the Giants will end up being Eight and nine, seven and ten, they'll be very mediocre. That's what we have. No one's winning ten games. I'd be stunned if one of these teams won ten games. Right. Combined, we would like them to win ten games. Uh yeah. Right? That would be good. Would you sign up for that today, Jerry? I personally don't care, but I would think you would sign up for at least ten wins. <laughs> I would, yes, I would. Uh we could take a break. It's twenty five right. in front of six. I know G's standing by patiently for six o'clock. We've got Boomer in the building as well. Uh, Alan, Jerry, the warm show till the top of the hour. Don't go away here on the fan. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, the replacements, quarter to six on a Monday morning. It is Alan Jerry until Boomer and Geo. Boys got a lot to cover this morning because you've got the Jets and the Giants. You've got the Knicks and the Nets, and everything's going on. Oh, the World Series starts tomorrow night, too, by the way. Not that anybody cares around here. Tony, the sports psychic, got that wrong. You think? He didn't the team's right. Eddie makes a great point. <laughs> Eddie makes a great point about Tony, the sports psychic. An older fellow, 74 yes. years old, who called in, and he had predicted a... 
he told us about his various past predictions. Yeah. Uh, he had predicted a Dodgers, a Red Sox World Series yeah. and all this stuff. He also, you know, he, these come to him in dreams, this sort of thing. And he also dreamed not to take the vaccine. Eh. So, well, good luck with that. That first one didn't work out. No, better hope the second one is okay. We shall see. The guy's hey, well, 74. All right, listen. Yeah, he better be at a target. I saw I saw Tony outside the Brooklyn uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Barclays Center protesting uh, Kyrie. Yeah, that was or going on. They that... were protesting for Kyrie. Ah, uh, that is correct. <laughs> Some of the sound, man. Yeah. I mean, so there were more people like the article made it seem like there weren't many people there. I was surprised when I saw some of the video. I saw videos. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine. You want to protest, protest. What I don't like, and I imagine you wouldn't either, is when they start picking up the barriers. And, I mean, yeah. feel bad for the security. They're just trying to have a game. Oh, God. Right. Like, According to that audio, Charlie Brown's teacher is anti-vax. Yep. Not a fan. He said this, and I quote, wah, 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 Yeah, I did see the these. Uh, they were, they were, uh, Pushing the barriers, yeah. Jerry. They said there was a hundred. Is that wrong? No, it looked, like more, there, it looked significantly more than that to me. But same I mean, here. Maybe the way the angle of the phone was. Like yeah. one, there was one shot on the video that I saw that was posted. There were a couple of videos I saw where in one shot it looked like they were six and seven deep. And it wasn't just, you know, five people across a lot of people. So I would say a few hundred. I would not say a hundred. There looked like a lot of people to me. I thought people loved watching football on Sundays. Why would, why would you go out to protest on a Sunday? I'd wait till like it was a, a day where I was not on TV. Let me ask you this. If you yes. started your coffee shop tomorrow, would you watch games on the weekends? Yes, I'd have it on in my coffee shop. <laughs> Red Zone Channel, Jerry. I think a lot of people are. They're, believe it or not, there are a lot of people not into football. Yeah, I'll look sometimes when football's on. I see people walking around near the beach. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? These people not Do watch. Do you not know that the Jets and Giants are on? Do you guys not have Red Zone Channel? Actually, that's why they are at the beach. Right. Uh, I was blown away when I saw when I see a sold-out crowd at a hockey game or a basketball game on a football Sunday. Yes. Like Barclays Center last night, I know the Nets played terribly down the stretch, but that place was jumping in the third quarter. I mean, it looked great. And then the Nets, yeah, whatever. To each his own. Now, there's something called a bomb cyclone, Jerry. Which yeah, what is, is this? It's rain and high winds. It's called a bomb cyclone, and it's out there in the west where uh, it affected the uh, mm-hmm. San Fran game yesterday, and supposedly it's going to affect the Seahawks game tonight. Saints-Seahawks in a bomb cyclone. Who you got in a bomb cyclone, Jerry? Um, I will take the Saints tonight. I'm rooting for Geno Smith tonight. I know you are, but... I don't see it. Geno Smith versus Jameis Winston. Yeah. I'm going to take the Saints and Jameis in that one. Really? I am. What happened to the Seahawks and uh, the 12th man and you well, don't Well, they got lose? the 12th man, but they don't have the other 22 that they need on the field. I like the NFL when the Seahawks never lose at home, when the Packers didn't lose at home. You right. know what I mean, Jerry? When home advantage meant something. I mean, home field advantage still means there are teams that play I really well know. at home. You got to be. You have to have a good. Here's the secret about home field advantage. All right. You need a really good team. Oh. That helps. Was Lambeau unbeatable when the Packers stunk? No. Very beatable. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. That, like all that stuff, even even in the NBA, home court advantage is great. If you're not a good team, it's whatever. It doesn't mean anything. No. I mean, now, come on. Now, if I'm looking at a map properly, Jerry, I'm seeing a flight from New Orleans to Seattle. Looks like a long flight. I would say that's probably a five-and-a-half-hour flight. No? And it's a night game. I'm liking Geno Smith tonight. I might bet this game. Go for it. I had a nice betting weekend, Jerry. I, uh, don't, bet a, I don't bet a lot, but I bet fun things. Okay. I did a uh, I did a four-game parlay for the 1 o'clock games. Wow, did you picking win? Picking just the winners, yeah. and I won. Good for you. I took the Giants. I took the Patriots. I took the... Packers and I took the Bengals. Nice. So a nice four Straight team up. money line. Four you, team money line. That's pretty good. What'd you win? What'd you bet? I bet five dollar bet. I bet twenty dollars oh, and good. I won back two hundred twenty three dollars. That's a good day. That was pretty cool. That's a very good day. That was pretty good, Jerry. Yesterday was one of the first days, you know, especially football. Yeah. That I because I wasn't home that I did not make a bet. Is that right? Yeah, and I actually. I remember I had that one streak where I couldn't lose. Then I went months without being able to win. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last, now the last month or so, I've had a good month, 
but the last couple of days, not so good. So yesterday I was I was out. You are out. So yes. you'll re, you'll pick that back up. I was on the baseball weekend. field coaching against Vinny from Staten Island. Who's that? And the New York the prospects. Uh, no, he listens. He oh, enjoys listener. you and I and oh, Boomer well, and Geo. Case. He was very nice. His team beat us, but we uh he was a very very good coach to play against. Okay, good. Vinny from Staten Island. Very but classy. Maybe coach for the Mets, I heard. Um, would you see who the Cardinals hired? I, I never. Who is this? He's a 35-year-old bench coach. I hate when young people get jobs. Oliver Marmol. Marmol? Is gonna be the, it, not official yet, but it, they have decided that he will be their new manager. Oliver Marmol? 35 years old. Man. You're 52. You think you could run a baseball team? No. What about Al at 35 with hair? Definitely no. <laughs> I'm much better now. Better now, but still not ready. I would just get that analytics. I'd love to see you try and manage Albert Pools, <laughs> who, who looks older than you, and you're 11 years older than him. I would just get that analytics binder out. Just follow that. <laughs> such a dork. I was like, let me follow his analytics this would binder. Be you're the manager. Evan's your bench coach. All right. They would look at you like, who are these two dorks? These two nerds. (laughs) Jerry, what was the more impressive win yesterday? Titans beating the Chiefs 27-3. Or the Bengals? Or the Bengals. To me, the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals were uh, on the road, rather, in Baltimore. And I thought the way that they just, I mean, Jamar Chase was off the charts. And I thought they handled Lamar Jackson really well. And they went in Baltimore going away. Like that, a win like that made me a believer in the Bengals. Same. And in fact, you know, Tuesdays, Jerry's my f- oh, front runner Fugazi. Go. Are you adding the Bengals I to don't your know, Jerry. fair I don't know weather yet. fraudulent five? I don't oh, know yet. God help it me. Could, they could be Good on grief. the list. I don't know, Jerry. Oh, man. You we had the Titans on that list last week. No, that, I didn't. I, I thought you I, did. I teased the Titans. I did not put them on the you list. teased them. No. I said. I'm becoming yeah, interested I know, in I know. the Titans. Uh, we, we're going to have the Bengals and the Titans on the list tomorrow. I'm going to vomit. We don't know, Jerry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We I, don't know. Right, one question about your rules yeah. for your fraudulent five. Yes. If a team has a bye week. There's no there's no rules, Jerry. Does that, in your mind, preclude them or not allow them to be on your I, list if they don't play? Like, no. Why do you, how does your mind work? My mind works is like when I think about the NFL – my fraudulent five list are what are the top five teams that I'm like interested in buying their gear now? Okay. Okay. Uh, because I'm liking what I'm seeing on the field. Hmm. So you're probably asking about the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe. Cause you were a Cowboy fan as right. a kid. Exactly. So that does, that will factor in fraud ever since man. By the I'll way, last night I, I woke up, I had a dream that I came to work in what I wore to sleep last night. Yeah. So nude, I, <laughs> I did not come to work nude. <laughs> I came to work in sweatpants. Okay. And I, when I got here, I was like, Oh man, topless. No, I had like a t-shirt on, but sloppy. And I thought, wow, spike is, n- I'm going to really disappoint him. Well, I look like half the other people running around here. <laughs> Have you seen Mark Malusis come to work? <laughs> so I was like, Oh man, should I go, should I go in and talk to him and tell him I accidentally wore my sweatpants? Or should I try to play it off? So I didn't tell him, and I kept trying to avoid him in the hallway. Just hide. Yeah, but you're right. I could have just been like Mark Malusis with sweatpants. <laughs> Pete Hoppin comes in in shorts every day. Right. <laughs> Whatever. They put out a t- the FAN. I got. An, I was like going back and forth on FAN Twitter. The yeah. They put out a tweet that said, in case you missed it, here's Pete Hoffman's bet for the week. I'm like, who is looking for this? <laughs> no offense to Pete Hoffman. No one's looking for Pete Hoffman's bet of the week. Well, listen, his mom might be. I you don't, don't know. <laughs> and he heard it because he texted me. Of course he did. All right, we got to take a break. Coming up on uh, 552, soon to be 553. That's how the numbers work. And then Boomer and Geo at 6. And we get there right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on the Chiefs. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Giants win, Jets lose, Knicks lost, Nets lost, and we've got uh, the Islanders with a shutout win. Rangers play tonight. I saw that in uh, college football, Jerry, there was a nine-overtime game. <laughs> with, like, no touchdowns. <laughs> Illinois-Penn State, nine overtimes. They only scored 38 points yeah. total. Yeah, yeah. Why don't those games just end in a tie? No. I no ties. Ties suck. Part of those overtimes are yeah. two-point plays only. Oh, really? Yeah, so they each have a double possession. They each get a possession, and if they 
continue to tie after each possession. Then they go down to the two-yard line and run a two-point play. Oh, I thought these were all like full quarters. No. Like, oh, gosh, this no. game had have been like no, 12 no, hours. No. This is the equivalent to the shootout. It's just another way oh. to try and get a result oh. in a game. How about that? I'm for that then for NFL. Oh, do you want to make that switch yeah. now in the NFL? Yes. Mid season, Jerry. Let's do it. We had a tie, though, in the NFL. It's so rare. I don't know. Like, what they do is fine. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app.